So we are now live on YouTube for our 85th episode. Yeah. <clears throat> Things are a little different now. It is just me hosting the show. Um, Instagram has a shadow ban on our page. So if you're not able to see us on the feed, please uh, what is, turn on your notifications or whatever it is. Mm. Uh, follow Justin's page. Follow my personal page. Stay updated on things. Today's guest is, this is a crossover episode, is Nobody yes. Watches Everything, the podcast, uh, starring Rick Matthews, who couldn't be here today because he hates yeah. Rick Claus. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, he said he was so sad that he had to watch it for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and Clayton Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Clayton Williams. What's up, everybody? How's it going? First off, are you safe? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm safe. Wink I'm if you need assistance. <laughs> I know Jen has uh, been forcing you to wear that wig, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to keep it quiet. Like she's in the <laughs> she's in the back. Um, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You look great bald, bro. Thank you. I, that's what a lot of people say. Like, I should just uh, keep it natural. Like, walk around with my natural hair, but I got appearances to make. So, I guess being a stand-up now. comic, you know, is it is it hard being bald and being a stand-up comic? Is that is that yeah. good gigs, man? No, man, because then I look too much like Steve Harvey, and they get mad when I show up, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was gonna family feud with everybody, and then so I'm like, all right, let me put the wig back on. Damn. <laughs> I noticed you're wearing a Buffalo Bills sweatshirt. Yeah. Big time shout out to the Buffalo Bills doing their damn right now this season. Woo. What is it, oh, 10, 10 and three? Is it ten and yeah, three? Ten and three, murdering folks. <laughs> Just... So I am. I'm a Giants fan. But I'm adjacent to or a fan of the Bills. That's like my AFC side. So uh, if the Bills go far, I'll cheer them on. If the Jets make it to the playoffs, I'll be like, oh, fuck the Jets. Whoever's playing the Jets, yeah. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm cheering for. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Jets. <laughs> I mean, it's got to feel good, man. No, the Patriots aren't that great. Oh, it's like. Miami's terrible. I hated that this is the year. The Jets like, are god-awful. Jets are – I don't – I swear to God, if the Jets win one game, I'm going to be mad. Like, because – like, like, 
Because y'all are losing, like the Jets are losing so bad that like it it would be a like an achievement to continue just never winning a game. Like just don't try. Like, <laughs> how do you get rid of Jamal Adams and uh, Le'Veon Bell? They making. <laughs> I don't know. And People make Bell, some stupid ass decisions. Bell goes to the Chiefs. So like, mm-hmm. thank you. The Chiefs <laughs> gave me one of the greatest running backs in the game. <clears throat> but I digress. Welcome back to the show, my brother. It's good to have you. Thank on. you. Thanks for having me back, man. This is uh, season five. Uh, episode one was one of our most streamed episodes that season, by the way. Oh, you got good. some star power, bro. I don't Thank know what you. it is, man. And we, we had some <laughs> we had some heavy hitters on that season. You know, we had Jesse Terrero, we had Chicklets, yeah. but uh we had a UFC fighter, apparently. Yeah. Playing Williams is that guy, man. <laughs> it's the smile, it's the wig. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> the world-famous wig. <laughs> so let me ask you, um, when we met, we were talking about podcasts, you know, the one that you do in this one. Mm-hmm. At uh, July 4th barbecue, I think, like, it was 2020, 20, 2018 or 2017? Yeah, it was, it was 2018, yeah. In 2018. So it was, and Justin was uh, grilling the burgers. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your podcast, because I think it's one of the most interesting and funny, oh, simple man. things to do. And it's, it's just. Yeah. So uh, Rick and I can't be here. RIP Rick, even though he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he's sleeping well. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, so we both love watching movies and there's all these uh different movie podcasts everyone has like a movie podcast but we always thought it would be like cool if what if we just picked a randomizer and it chose the movie we watch because everyone always gets like when you have a choice for the movie you're going to be thinking like oh this is going to be a good movie and we can talk about like not knowing what the movie is and then being forced to have to talk about that movie is like the best thing because one, you get to see a lot of shit that you never thought you would see. Mm-hmm. And then you get to see a lot of shit you never thought you would see or didn't even know existed. Like this. So it, it's a lot of fun. I, I it, It's just fun being like, what the fuck is this movie? I don't even know where this came from. It, it's, it's nonsense. So we just found a randomizer and then we have all the streaming services. So you can find just, just the most random ass movies possible. Now, I'm imagining, I mean, you guys might not be there yet or you don't want to do this just yet, but eventually you'll start taking suggestions or do you, or would you just stick to the randomizer? So if someone suggests something like real good, we'll definitely do it. Like I have no problem with that, especially since, again, it's not us choosing it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of random too. So if someone just puts it out there that we they want to see us talk about a movie, we'll, we'll do it definitely because – suggestions and like not knowing what the movie's gonna be like sometimes like if you just send us an email don't say what the movie is in the email we open it up and that's the movie you gotta watch i think that'd be fun as shit <laughs> <laughs> just be caught off guard <laughs> so uh i went through the process with you guys um again i think it's pretty cool because you don't get to pick the film uh, and we'll talk about some of the films you've already watched uh, the film that we got was Fred Claus. Now, the reason why it was a Christmas film is because I said for the purposes of this 
crossover pod, I said, let's do something Christmassy. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping we would get like something really old that none of us had seen before. Right. Um, but then we got Fred Claus and I was like, oh, Vince Vaughn. I love Vince Vaughn. I think you know this will, this will, this will be great. Stay tuned for that later. Um, well, let's talk about some of the movies you already watched. Uh, All right. Let's go with Dust Up first. What the hell is Dust Up? The Dust cover up. looks pretty cool. Dust, all right, so the I think the cover is the best thing about that movie. Like honestly, <laughs> like like I feel like all the money they spent was on getting that cover to look like it's a real movie, and then you watch Dust Up is like I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's it's like a fever dream where like someone has to fight like a a, a, a cannibal. Uh, military dude who runs a fucking drug lab in the desert or something the shit doesn't make any sense like i watched it i still can't believe i saw it like none of this shit makes any sense and i still get people bringing it up like yo i had to watch dust up after you guys talked about it and i'm like yeah because no matter what we say about that movie there's always something fucking crazy that happens in it that you forgot and you're just like like that's how many crazy things happen where it's just like, oh yeah, the dude jerked off the guy till he died. And then you're like, oh, I didn't even remember that because the other dude just ate someone's face. And you're like, see, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, this shit is, it's, it's next level stupid. So but, it says it's a documentary officially. Um, it got a 4.9 out of 10 in IMDb. Uh, like I said, the cover looks cool. It looks like some Mad Max type of cover. It is. Uh, and then I heard your episode, and most of the cast is actually on what is it? Uh, Agents, Agents of Shield, yeah. And one of the guys is actually a producer on that show. So that's the weird thing about it. Like I, we couldn't believe how many people who have real jobs worked on this movie. Like I don't recognize anybody in the cast. Though. I don't uh, recognize the black dude, and he was in I, like an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Jeremiah Burkett. Yeah. So I I have to watch this film. I haven't seen it yet because of that episode. Um <laughs> I'm I'm I know I'm not gonna enjoy it, but I will be laughing because I'm gonna be going back and forth from what you guys said. Uh Honor and Glory, what's that? Honor Glory is uh like a a movie from the nineties. It was like a kung fu movie. Uh, it's it's weird. It's it's so weird because it's like, all right. So you know, musicals just have random so- songs happening. Like people just start singing out of nowhere. That's what Honor and Glory is. It's just a random ass fight happening out of nowhere all the time. Everyone knows karate, and that shit doesn't make any sense. Like it's about a reporter. She's having like like one of the opening scenes of the movie is like people just making copies and then start doing karate and you're just like the fuck y'all doing karate and they're like all right I'll see you at dinner and like <laughs> oh, all right <laughs> like we don't even know what's happening we don't know names y'all just starting fighting all right yeah the, it it's it's a weird movie like I've seen a couple movies like the star of it is this lady named Cynthia Rothrock who mm-hmm. looks like a divorced mom and. Uh, <laughs> She has a lot of like old kung fu movies. Oh, Rob, like Robin Shaw's in it. 
Yeah, from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he's in it. Okay. I mean, this it's got it's got a five point eight. It did better than Dust Up. It did. I feel like more people saw it because of uh, Liu Kang being in it. An FBI agent, Cynthia Rock Roth Rock, leads martial arts a martial arts rescue of her father who is kidnapped by covert by covert nuclear device. Yeah. Wow. No, 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 shouldn't like. I'll, spoiler alert: Cynthia Rothrock is like the star of the movie. She's barely in the movie. Wow. Like, like that's how weird. Like, where they sold that movie on her, and she's not even like famous like that. Like, <laughs> wow. I, I mean, it came out in '93, so yeah, the internet wasn't alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, one of the movies you guys have watched, which a lot of people are familiar with, besides Indiana Jones, is uh, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. The second. Yep. Mm-hmm. Part two. I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. I have Same. to be honest with you, I've probably watched everything that Jim's been in. Yeah. Once bitten, all to whatever is now. Earth Girls Earth are, Girls easy. are well, easy. Yeah! So, uh, <laughs> I loved When Nature Calls. There's a lot of the scenes that you mentioned on the episode that I thought were hilarious. But then when you give your point of view of watching the movie as an adult, because I hadn't seen it over 10 years, I think. Right, right. I've seen the, the first one actually a couple months ago. Yeah, that comes on all the time. Like that, that, that one's always on TV. So I've, I've seen the first one a bunch recently. But when nature calls, uh, I hadn't seen in a while. I heard the episode, and I usually like after I listen to one of you guys' episodes, I, I want to go back and try to watch them, but I can't do it now. Oh, because <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to find other things that are wrong with it. That's that's what the hardest part you about the movie, man. What? So when I was a kid, like, because, yeah, growing up, you quoted Jim Carrey movies. Like, yeah. he was, like, on a roll. You always quoted Jim Carrey movies. Everyone, Mask, like, Ace. like, yeah, like Dumb and Dumber, all this kind Dumb of stuff. Dumber. Like, you always did it. And just getting in, I'm like, you remember it in your mind. You're like, yo, this shit was so funny. Like, Bumblebee Tuna, funniest shit in the world. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yo, this is going to be great. I'm excited. This is a movie I love. And then you realize how, like, awful he is to people. Like, he's such an asshole. Like, it's, like, I never, like, you can see he's, like, a dick to people in the first movie. But it's, like, those people deserve it. He's literally, like, just shitting on people the entire movie that have nothing to do with anything and it's like low-key race no high-key races because he's just like he's just like fucking with these like tribes and like this shit is just like yo i didn't remember this being this fucked up like i remember it being funny and then him fighting tommy davidson and then like he coming out of the rhino's ass and stuff and it was like yo these are the classics and then you're like yo yo what the fuck is it like Yo, Ace is a dick, man. Like, I can't even, I can't even front, and it bums me out because it's like, damn, like that's the hardest part about some of these. It's like, like hoping that we don't get any more like 
uh, childhood comedies. Yeah. Because you're just like, I man, as an adult, things that you used to think were funny are like different. Like, I don't like seeing people be like super mean to people all the time. Yeah. And he's just mean all the fucking time now. I'm like, yo, this this isn't this isn't the business. It's still got funny stuff in it, but it's definitely a different movie as an adult. <laughs> now you guys killed the opening credit scenes with the cliffhanger. <laughs> I thought it was one of the funniest pieces of the movie. First of all, it because is. Cliffhanger to me is one of the oddest movies ever. Um yeah, Sylvester Stallone, the guy that plays Rocky, is like this rescue dude that rescues people from climbing, and he's all this climbing expert. <laughs> and John Lithgow is the villain. I don't think he's ever played a villain before. I have to check. He played a villain in um, Footloose. He was like the uh, preacher who didn't want kids to dance. Eons ago. Yeah. But he plays like this super terrorist leader type of dude in this movie. And it doesn't fit John Lithgow. No, because we know John Lithgow from like Harry and the Henderson. Yeah, and yeah, all these like fun family things. And that's another thing that just trips me up when you see someone be a bad guy. But Cliffhanger is weird because I didn't remember half what the plot was of that movie because I've seen Cliffhanger like three times, and I don't even know what it's. Younger, when I was younger, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. It was because that that's one of those like movies that came on like when you don't have cable. So yeah. they, they just always it's like on a Sunday on Fox and you just I would love up. to ask Sylvester Stallone why did he say yes to Cliffhanger? Dude, who, who knows? Maybe if it was recasted, it'd probably do a lot better. I so that's funny because like he was supposed to be Beverly Hills cop and oh right, right, and then like they change it for they changed it for Eddie Murphy and then like he decided to make a different cop movie called Cobra like yeah after that and Cobra's crazy as shit but Sylvester Stallone is like like he was he was just doing shit for money like real talk like and they were paying him like crazy money he was like one of the first people to make 20 million on a movie but Sylvester Stallone is one of those actors that you look at him and there's only one type of role for him you know and now that you brought that up, Eddie Murphy, right? Did you know that when they did Ghostbusters, Ernie Hudson's role, mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters originally was supposed to be only three of them. It was Dan Aykroyd who wrote the film. Yep. Uh, I forgot who the other person was, but Eddie Murphy was the third person, and he was supposed to be, the character was a lot bigger. Yep. Um, and then for whatever reason they couldn't get Eddie to do the movie, not because of Eddie's fault. And yeah. Ended up being Henry Hudson, who got the script, had a bunch of pages, a bunch of lines. Then when it came time to shoot the movie, it was like four pages of lines only. Yep, they cut like so Ghostbusters is like one of my top three favorite movies. And like I just like scour all information about Ghostbusters and like and I knew that knew that and it was like because I would always see like the poster for Ghostbusters and it always just have uh, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Bill Murray on the cover. And yeah. I'm like, yo, why isn't Winston on the cover? Of the he's, he's it's Winston, like it's Ghost. Yeah. He's, he's and like the fact that he had all these lines and all this stuff. Like, there's a whole movie about Winston just cut out of the movie, and they just like because apparently they did film it too. 
Like they filmed it and then they well, cut out all. Yeah, there's like the uh, two. The second version of the film is, is really is longer because the Stay Puff scene is is, is longer also. Mm-hmm. Um, good show on Netflix. Um, movies that made us. I think they did one on them. Yeah. So if you guys want to check it out, I just watched the episode on Elf, which was pretty good, and the mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas. I had no idea Tim Burton's had nothing to do with the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just produced the it. Characters. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> did not direct it. Did not write the story. Did not do anything at all because he was filming Batman Returns at the same time. Um, but I was shocked because anything. Anything Eddie Murphy in the 80s, probably my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Trading Places, The Golden Child, Beverly Hills Cop, which you mentioned, Coming to America. America. Mm. Um, hold on. I, I like Vampire in Brooklyn. A lot of people don't like it. I like it. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched Vampire Boomerang, Harlem Nights. Boom- Boomerang was the first R-rated movie I ever saw in theaters. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead ass like i saw boomerang in theaters i remember seeing it i remember uh the part where grace jones turned into a skeleton scared me because i was a little ass kid who shouldn't have been seeing an r-rated movie about sex <laughs> but my mom wanted to see it and she didn't have a babysitter so that was the first r-rated movie i ever saw was was that, that yeah eddie murphy was on a roll like he was um and I think he did a good job of bringing his guys along. I think all comics should do that. Like, and yeah. I think it, it, it's been passed down the baton. You know, uh, Richard mm-hmm. Pryor did it with Eddie. Eddie did it with uh, did it with Martin, and he did it with Dave Chappelle also. He, one of the craziest things I like just from like hearing stories from Eddie and from other people who who knew him. Like, uh, there used to be a podcast called The Champs with like Neil Brennan and uh, Moshe Kasher, they would just have black guests on and they had Arsenio Hall talking about how like when they were shooting Harlem Nights and he was like, Richard Pryor couldn't, couldn't believe that they liked him. And like, he didn't, he was like, yo, I thought you were teasing me or he couldn't believe that they, it was like fucking Richard Pryor. Like, and how Eddie was just like, he, he didn't know if, uh, Richard actually liked him. I'm like, these are like, like shit like this. You could hear for hours. Like, I would love to just sit down and hear like random ass stories from these dudes because like they have some of like the best or like I don't even care about like comedy stories from. I want to hear like because how things got put together and stuff like how things got put together or just like random because like Eddie Murphy was so big that like people just were their natural selves around him. That's how. Mm famous he was whereas like other rich people were just talking wild shit around him and i'm like i need to hear these stories like that shit like amount of times he had like i've heard multiple comedians talk about just going to like his house watch boxing pay-per-views and like it being like a part i'm like fuck yeah i want to go to an eddie murphy boxing party that should be insane Dave Chappelle later cashed in on it with charlie murphy's uh mm-hmm. yeah I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. Rick James, Prince, um, Eddie's house, all the best comedians at the time, because everybody hung out with Eddie. Yeah. Eddie cut a song. Party all the time. 
Party, that's my shit. I love party all the time. I don't care what it, like I don't like his other music, like his other music, even though some people say it's better. Like party all the time is the shit. And then like he did some like weird reggae shit that like I don't under, like, <laughs> I don't get. But party all the time is a joint. I, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that party all the time came about with one of those parties, and he was like, you know what? I just want to make a song, whatever. <laughs> I'm glad he did SNL. I watched it. It was one of the most uh, watched segments in a while on SNL. He won an Emmy for it, which I thought was yeah. great. Um, and I can't wait. It's not going to be the same, but I cannot wait for the sequel of Coming to America. It's supposed to come out this Christmas. I don't know if they're still going to. They said it was supposed to, but I don't. It's like, with, I don't know. Even though it was guy. supposed to come out to, I don't know if it was supposed to come straight to Netflix before, but. With how everything is going, but I'm telling you, like, cause uh, Dolomite's my name. Like yeah. when that came out, I was like, that's a fucking good movie. That's just like a feel good movie right there. Like, I, and the uh, the actors that are in it. Th- yeah, that's what I'm. That's why I'm excited for coming to America too, cause it's like I'm I'm interested in seeing what he's got to do with it, and like what, cause Eddie's supposed to be coming back and doing stand-up again. He was supposed to be filming a special this year, apparently. 60 million from Netflix. So uh yeah. he he's easing back into it. Uh it is it, 60 million. I think it's one special. It's been a while since Raw, since uh what's the other one? Um Delirious. Delirious. Yeah. Uh they're giving the man 60 million. So he eased back into it doing the monologues on SNL. Doing Dolomite is my name, which that was nominated for Golden Globe, I think. Yeah, like uh-huh. I, I, I feel like Eddie Murphy should have won an Oscar by now. Like, not for like um, Dream Girls, <laughs> the only movie he was not. I'm talking about like watching uh, Nutty Professor. That movie, like, there's a lot of that shit that I don't like about that movie, but he's so good in it as like Sherman and the family mm-hmm. and like you totally forget that he's playing everybody in well, the you, movie you, in coming to America he plays uh one of the barbers does he not really look funny. anything like Eddie um he, he, he plays sexual chocolate like the, the yeah. dude from like he plays a lot of characters in that movie but the barber was the one that shocked me because it does not look like Eddie at all he plays the Jewish man in the at Jewish, the barber Yeah, too. he does too. Yeah, yeah. He whooped Joel's ass. <laughs> uh huh. I think Yeah, that. See, he's like so fucking good. Like that's how good he is that he could give. He could be like winning a best supporting actor Oscar, and he's all the characters. Like where it's just like. Yo, whoever played the mom on this was so good. And it's like, that's Eddie Murphy. Like, that's that was a joke, obviously, because Eddie Murphy played everybody. And, like, you brought up Vampire in Brooklyn. That's one of the weirdest Eddie Murphy movies because he also plays a bunch of people in that movie. Yeah. But it, it's – of all the movies, he plays a bunch of people. It's like a little bit one. outside the era where he was on a roll. That, yeah, it's, that it's a part of the – like I, I watched Metro, man. So I, nobody yeah, watched. I, not even. I, see, I saw. Oh, I saw oh, Metro when he when he had twists. Yeah, Holy Man. Um, I had so real talk. This is the funniest shit ever. I had Holy Man. I got Holy Man on like bootleg VHS. <laughs> like when that shit was like, because it's like 
Yeah, this is going to be good. Like, it's an Eddie Murphy movie. Got it from some dude when I live in Virginia. Bootleg VHS, a holy man. I watched that movie so many times just because I only had not that many movies. That movie is so bad, but I've seen Holy Man more than the people who edited Holy Man. <laughs> and I didn't mention The Golden Child, but The Golden Child's possibly one of my favorite movies. And if he was going to win something, I think Life, movie Life good. with Martin is so good. Um, not much of a comedy. There's some jokes thrown in there, but the, it's just a good movie all around. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a real good. See, like that's that's the thing that makes it sad too, because like he'll have like these comebacks or these like moments where you're just like, fuck yeah, like Eddie's back. Like Eddie's like that's the reason why people love Eddie. Like even though he had like some bad movies, like the '90s had those like the string of bad movies, but then he had. Like he had Nutty Professor, and he had these other things. You're like, Damn, I Spy so was fantastic, yeah. where he plays the uh, over-the-top boxer with uh, Owen mean, Wilson. He that was a weird time because that was like the 2000s, and yeah. he had Showtime. Yep, the uh, Robert De Niro. Oh man, that that one. But I still, again, I watched it as Eddie, you know, so I always gave Eddie the benefit. Only thing I don't watch is I saw the first Doctor Doolittle. Um, and I seen Haunted Mansion, but he went into that phase where he was doing the children's family, movie. Yeah. So family I, movie yeah. Eddie is like Go probably ahead. one of the worst, <laughs> worst Eddie Murphy's. It's just like <laughs> this is the same guy that did Raw. He's gonna be in. Yeah, <laughs> so what's the worst film so far that you think you've watched for the podcast? I'm I'm gonna say probably Wendigo. Like. Wendigo is is boring. It's like the third episode, I think, or something like. That. Yeah, it's our third. Like we were on a roll of just like bad movies, and it's like Wendigo. I think is the worst movie because it's just boring. It's like it's boring. It makes no fucking sense whatsoever. It's like yeah. it, it is like confusing. It's and it's like a story that shouldn't be confusing at all, and. And then seeing that dude is obsessed with Wendigos because he like made another like he made a, a wrote a video game that has to do with Wendigos, which the video game is actually good. But I'm like, yo, get over these fucking Wendigos! Like, I swear <laughs> to God, <laughs> like, I know. Like, that's how you do it, man. You create a character, you license it, you do the video game, you do the show, the film. <laughs> yeah, it. But yeah, that movie is like the worst. Like. Dust Up is bad, but it's so weird that you can be like, "Yo, I'm gonna put this on in the background, and we gonna it's like you gotta have that at a party, and people will be like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" And like, like right, like it's like you can laugh at that. Wendigo is just like, man, I don't even know why y'all pay to pay to make this movie. Like this shit is outside the podcast. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? It's funny because so I love bad movies. Like I feel like I watch more bad movies than good movies. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the worst movie is because it takes a lot. Like I don't really hate movies, and I watch a lot of movies that could be boring. Okay, so <clears throat> we'll go continue. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna think of. Let me think. Uh, 
So I have this app called Splash. Terrific okay. app on the Fire Stick. Um, I could watch basically a ton of movies. Some that mm-hmm. are on Netflix, some that aren't, or whatever. Um, right. So they usually put movies up daily. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, I'm trying to remember the name. I think it's... I, I see the cover of films and I read the little description. Mm-hmm. The cover usually tells me if it's a straight-to-DVD movie, which to me was some of the worst. But there's one where it's a couch... It's like a horror movie. Oh, it's a couch, couch that has like teeth on it? Yes. <laughs> I can't find a film now, but um, that's um, got to tell you. I'll tell you the worst movie. Of, well, I'm, this is a movie I just thought about because you said that. Uh, this movie is called Shark House. Uh, I've seen it. I, I went on a binge of just watching shark movies. Okay. Uh, September or August. Mm-hmm. I've seen Shark Week. See... No, it wasn't for Shark Week. I don't know what it was. I was drinking. Uh, I was drinking Blue Moons. They have like a shark on the the summer. It has a shark yeah. on a bottle. It was just a weird coincidence. I kept seeing sharks everywhere. So, and I, I saw Deep Blue Sea two, which there's a sequel, and you know there's a part three also that people didn't know about. I'm gonna I saw... have to watch that. Uh by the way, greatest song for a film is uh, Deepest Bluest by Ella Cool J. Sounds like a shark film. Sounds <laughs> like a shark's film. Uh, I was saying this story at uh, a cousin's bachelor party. I said, Ella Cool J had to be in the studio wearing his hat just like this. When <laughs> Came through with the kangle all the way. <laughs> kangle. <laughs> The Fubu, uh, and he's just sitting in the booth like, "Yo, I got. I'm in a shark movie. I got to write about sharks. It's called Deep Blue Sea." And then just like, boom, it hit him. He's like, "That's you know, he pulled the one pant leg up so he could test the water. That's yeah. that's the real reason he had the one pant leg up." I remember Deep Blue Sea was the first time that I saw that was a, a, a rapper not getting killed in the film. I think it was him and Rod Digger. Rod Digger was in... Uh, 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts. She doesn't die in that film either. Yeah. she's. I forget, like, she's, like, barely in it. I remember watching that just because Rod Digger was in it. Like, that's that's a, that's a wild... You know my wife is crazy about horror movies, so I watch anything that comes on. If she watches it, I, I try not to watch it because I'm not really a horror movie person. I love horror movies. But I got... 13 ghosts recently and it's not that bad it's not it's 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 fun enough hold on i got my imdb open i can't find it but because i i rate shit on imdb Uh, let's see but i got some films coming for you guys man just off this app like it's just some of the weirdest shit you've ever seen because I love so yeah I'm I'm like yo do you have Tubi? Yeah, Tubi is the like legit like it has such weird movies that I'm I'm so about Tubi. Like there's a movie called um, Mama's Spirit on Tubi. It's like 
<laughs> this black horror movie. It's not scary at all, and it makes no sense. Also, they misspell mama. So, like, they Perfect. only put one, they put one M. This shit is straight up filmed on a camcorder. Like, it's... <laughs> I was like, I was putting it up on my IG story while watching it. That shit was so fucking funny. Like, Tubi well, has, I like, think, the best bad movies. I think I saw that on, on your story. Yeah, but I digress. I love terrible movies, also, especially when it has a well-known actor on it. Because mm-hmm. you're asking yourself, "There's not much of a budget to do this film." Because I'm watching the film. Why did you do this movie? Why were you in it? Why would you say yes? Sometimes it's an Academy Award-winning actor in that film. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, that's how you know money like people are hurting for money a lot like there's a there's a level of like you wouldn't think like ben kingsley is doing bad but he's in like blood rain and shit you're just like Ooh, yeah <laughs> and this is ben kingsley world-renowned actor you know theater actor as well Sir Ben Kingsley, he plays yes, Gandhi, sir. like, yeah. <laughs> and he's in like these shitty video game movies. Like, it's yeah. There's a it's like Samuel Jackson, right? I think he has the most films he, he um on his resume, but he's in a lot. He just pops up in different films. I'm like, what the fuck is Sam Jackson doing in this movie? I think he's he's similar to. Uh, uh, Christopher Walken. I remember yeah. Chris. I was reading Christopher Walken trivia one time, like because I was just bored. And like two things that stood out to me. He's like he does any movie he gets just because he likes working. Mm-hmm. And then also he was like this. The best. The best advice he's ever been given was someone said, "Be careful." And I was like, that's the weirdest shit Which... I've ever heard. <laughs> like, 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 he's just like, yeah. Well, it might have been uh, Robert Durst that gave him that advice. <laughs> okay. I, I don't understand. You know, Christopher Walken, uh, I'm not going to get into it. But, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Richard Pryor. I saw a doc on Richard Pryor and uh, on his life. I don't know what channel it is. It's terrible. I should have did my research. I should have been ready for it. It was fantastic. I'm waiting for the movie on his life to come out. I don't know who they're going to get to play Richard. They've been um, having mad people change up. It was supposed to be uh, uh, Mike Epps for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Marlon Wayans, which I think would be a terrible. Uh, yeah, I seen I seen the like the video of him like doing it. It's weird. No. That's weird shit. Um. But it gives you an understanding. Richard Pryor, by the way, he came out in a time where it wasn't easy to be a black comic, especially no. to be a creative black comic. Like, no, right? They like it, his show off the opening scene. He wanted to be naked uh, during the first scene. Uh, I mm-hmm. think the bit was he had he didn't have to. It, it's a close up of his face. He's like, yeah, America, I got my own television show. It's great. You know, I didn't sell out. I didn't have to give up anything for the show. And then they're supposed to pan out and Rich is supposed to be completely naked. Mm-hmm. Um, it got canceled off of that. And Robin Williams was one of the co-stars on that show. 
So that shows you how big Richard Pryor is. Yeah. That's he's so like how, like watching some of his stuff and listening to his like records and and also just seeing when he was uh younger and mm-hmm. he was performing and he's like wearing a suit and he's like clean co- comedians. I that's my favorite like my favorite shit to see is just like uh comedians from a certain time when they had to be suit tie hair combed this type and that like like seeing him and like uh carlin all suited up and being polite on like a variety show like that is like because they were all like especially with richard he had to be in um he was coming up with when uh like bill cosby was like a thing and so that, that was like literally he was the the mold that every black comedian had to be is like polite Bill Cosby person on TV for a lot of people. Then I mean, obviously. because America wouldn't have accepted anything else at that point. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And then Richard wanted to be Richard yeah. and he didn't want to take no shit from anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, it, it turned against him. His life is interesting. though. Um, it's super interesting. Did not know he was raised by his grandmother who was uh, alleged a madam, an alleged madam. Yeah, because his mother was a prostitute. Yeah. Like, so he's, he's got a crazy... He like, made a movie about uh, his like, Jojo backstory. Dancer. Yeah. So he's got like a really crazy backstory. Um, if you ask any comedian top five, his name pops up somewhere in that list. So mm-hmm. if you want to watch something on a good comedian... Because uh, I like to watch... I like to watch things, you know, obviously the stand-up, but I like to watch them in interviews, documentaries, those little stories in between of things that I, George Carlin is one that I've always loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because his point of view is, is, at that time, it was just crazy. People were like, oh, my God, this old man must be crazy. And he right, was right, on, right. was it the sh- uh, Shiny shiny Time Station? What show was yeah, it? Like, yeah, I think it's, it's called that. With, uh, Thomas the, uh, the Train, tank yeah. engine. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it was just weird. A weird time. Him and Eric Idle, they were both on that show. Like that was, I used to watch that show. So the, and it was like, like. And he's all like a conductor and all propped and very. But that's just, that's just the times back then. You had to conform. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but if you want to listen to the podcast, it's called Nobody Watches Everything. It's available mm-hmm. on Anchor. It's available on Apple. Um, is it on Spotify also? Spotify, yeah, it's on Spotify. Google, Spotify, Google, the whole works. I have the link on our Instagram. Thank uh, you. We do a segment here called Funny Little Story. Oh, there's the graphic. Thank you. So, <laughs> for funny little story, I usually share a funny story with my guests, and the guest gives me a funny little story in between. I mentioned earlier we had met. The first time we met was at a barbecue at Justin's house. Right. Um, that was 2018. And then December, it was like a Christmas thing. It had to be a Christmas thing. Yeah, it was a Christmas thing. We got a couple mutual friends in common. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen you in a while. So uh, we're talking, and I go to the kitchen. Justin's like, let's get a drink. Justin, the director of the show, by the way. 
let's get a drink. So we go to the kitchen and I thought of some funny shit to say to you specifically. <laughs> and I, the kitchen is right in front of the uh, living room area. And I'm like, yo, Tim, Tim, Tim. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, another dude turns around and he's like, oh, what's up, man? I'm looking at him like, I'm not speaking to you, bro. I don't, I don't even know you. I just met you. Tim. Justin goes, who the fuck are you calling, Rick? Tim, bro. Like, his name is Clayton. Not Tim. <laughs> I was like, oh. What makes matters worse, I think we were following each other on Instagram also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I was like, Justin must be drunk. His name has to be Tim. He's like, look it up. Play Fighter 88. I was like, all right, you're right, I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, so I, man. You know, I also, you know Major Lasers, the uh, Major Yeah. Game? We had Walshy Fire on the show. Okay, yeah. I'm going to share another story with you. It's very similar. So we're wrapping up the interview. Um, and I remember I had been watching Boardwalk Empire like nonstop for two weeks. Mm. I wanted to watch something good. This is during COVID. Right. Um, and I had not seen the last three seasons of it. Uh, Michael K. Williams is one of my favorite actors. So we discussed it a little bit on the episode. And at the end, I'm going to say goodbye to Walshy. But instead of saying Walshy, I say, Chalky White, you're welcome. <laughs> Anytime you want. <laughs> oh, um, shit. <laughs> one of the biggest DJs in the world is on my little <laughs> tiny podcast. <laughs> and I call him Chalky White. <laughs> you know, and he's such a good dude that, like, I, you know, I was able to recover. I spoke to him. I still talk to him still to this day. I actually spoke to him last week. Mm. But that's one of my most embarrassing moments. So it's not the first time, you know, I, Tim. <laughs> Chalky White, I think, is worse, though. Oh, uh, man. Uh, uh, let me think. Because I'm, like, I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like I'm not embarrassed by a lot of stuff sometimes. Like, I'm, like. It doesn't have to be an embarrassment. It could be something funny that has happened that you thought it was. Give you a good chuckle. Let me think. It would be fucked up if I call you Tim White. <laughs> Tim or, Chalky or, White. Or Chalky, Tim <laughs> A lot of people fuck up my name. That That's the funny. That's my stage you. name? Okay. <laughs> okay, Tim Chalky White. <laughs> How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? Playing Williams here. Entertaining you tonight, a.k.a. Tim Chalky White motherfuckers. That's what I go by. <laughs> Buffalo. Mean Streets of Buff. <laughs> and the Mean Streets of Buff. Um, oh, okay, I'll tell you. This is a story. I don't know if I told you this. I so, 
I, uh, uh, one of the first like big gigs I ever had was opening for Steve-O. Oh, the jackass guy. Yeah. Yeah. The jack, yeah, the jackass guy. And so, full disclosure, Steve-O sucks as a, like, he just, he just sucks. He's like, He's not a comedian. He's more like a stuntman. All the guys yeah. were more yeah. like a stunt guy or not even stunt because that's degrading that position on films. <laughs> they were more just guys that didn't give a shit and they would do anything for money. That's the weird thing about – so Steve-O, if there's anything I can say I can respect about him in a sense, it's like he is a uh, – he went to clown college and like so what? he's – yeah, it's like Burger College. Yeah, <laughs> they like teach you how to be like a clown, and they do all that, like all that prat falling, and it's like yeah. a real skill. And I and I respect it because again, it's it's similar to stunt work stuff. So him, not, but met him, and I was opening for him, and he was like just sober, like he's newly sober. Yeah, I met Sivo. So, like, the club is like, hey, you can't drink around him. You can't do any of this around him. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. Got it. He was super weird, but he was, like, addiction crazy for everything. Like, he was a sex addict, too. Mm -hmm. And this, like, so he was, like. Drugs and pills and stuff, too. Yeah. And one of the things that happened during the, the weekend was, like, this real hot lady came into the to the show everyone was just talking about her because you could just see her throughout the entire show and she was like trying she was like begging everyone if she could blow steve-o <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like this is the first time i'm actually like working comedy club like for real for real like that at like an open mic i'm like doing a weekend and i'm like what and she's like I'm telling, like, I need to get back there. And, like, this, she's, like, super hot. He's, like, and, like, he's, like, hiding out from this woman. Cause Dream he's, room. Because, like, like, I can't do it, bro. Like, I'm, I'm in rehab. And I'm just, like, <laughs> okay. okay, Steve. <laughs> He was like the weirdest dude the entire like he was showing me videos of stuff he was like filming and he was like filming himself jumping in like the Niagara River in like his fucking gimp suit or something. And the funny thing is <laughs> so my like one of my good friends uh, who was driving him around because, like, he was in AA at the time. So he was, Steve O asked him to take him to AA in different meetings. And then he also asked him to take him to the Niagara River so he could jump in that water. And my friend was like, he, Did he show you the video? There's like a part of it where I thought he was going to die. I'm not jumping in the river for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess he was going through a process and. <laughs> It was so weird, and he was, like, such a diva about a lot of stuff and, like, complained about his music not being right, and he was just, like, but 
dealing with them and like and it's it's funny. Any bad comedian tends to be the most dickish. Like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I don't think I don't, Joe Rogan's a, a good stand-up. No. I don't either. I like. Listen, he's probably not going to have me on his show now. No. <laughs> I doubt Joe Rogan is going to listen to this. The funniest dude in his in his team is is, is is um oh I forgot his name now oh my god he's good friends with uh with Todd Phillips he's in all Todd Phillips films uh, Brian Brian Callen uh, Brian Callen yeah he's probably maybe Brian Callen but everybody um, that is a stand-up comedian and hangs out with Joe Rogan are awful like comics stand-up comics like. Brendan Schaub and yeah, Brendan Schaub's a UFC fighter. Like, what are you doing yeah, doing stand up? I don't think a 6'8, uh, 230 pound man who is chiseled is going to be funny. No, I'm he, here's the thing like, that that's the worst part. And like, they can be funny in like talking to somebody because I think that's a big thing. A lot of uh, people who get into comedy just both either famous people or like regular people where they're just like my friends think I'm funny it's like yeah your friends also have known you for like five years and they know all your bullshit and so mm-hmm. they think it's funny because they were also there and they were like oh remember we tripped over that hooker you're like yeah this is like that shit <laughs> yeah that's just funny to them because you all experienced it but then you try to sell that to other people and like you don't Doesn't have any translate on the stage exactly like you just being like a, a fun dude to be around is not the same as being a good comedian and like joe rogan is uh the podcast is good it's interesting the podcast is interesting and shit like i yeah. i will say like i i listen to podcasts a lot but like sometimes stand-up is just so I tried. I've tried. <laughs> Believe me, I tried. I, I, I'm a huge fan of MMA. Um, I was shocked that Joe Rogan was the host of the UFC. And he was the color man on commentary. Um, I'm always surprised by like that because when I knows that shit so well. So when you're watching the fight, you don't want to hear John Anik. You don't want to hear any other other guy. You want Joe or maybe Daniel Cormier to talk about what's going on, or Dominic Cruz. You right. want them to break it down, you know, because Joe knows, he knows the positions, he knows the the angles, he knows what fighters should do, what coaches should be saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched the, the uh, pay-per-view this weekend, and he hadn't been, he only does the pay-per-views now. Yeah. And it's just much more enjoyable when he's doing the fight. He, yeah, because he's, he's, like, so serious about that world. And I didn't even realize that until, like, much later because like knowing him from like fear factor yes that's that's everybody in the world should admit that they know joe rogan's name not because of the podcast but because of fear factor yeah you know joe rogan was fear factor and then he had the the second version of the man show which was like yeah and i remember seeing when they changed the man show i was like Joe Rogan's too handsome to be on the man show. You gotta be like a weird, like dirtbag looking dude like Adam Carolla and shit, like to, to do the man show. Like Joe Rogan looks like he can actually get women. Like that's <laughs> that's like the idea. But yeah, his him being so super about like mixed martial arts was like such a shock because you only see him talking to talking people into eating bugs and shit. And then you're like, oh yeah, he can beat the shit out of me. 
<laughs> he's he's a I think he's a, a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Eddie Bravo. Yeah. Well, Eddie Bravo's his friend, but he, he's he's into uh, BJJ and um, another practice. I forgot what it was. But he's he's been there since '92, so he knows he knows his shit. Right. So a guy that does that cannot be on a stage trying to make me laugh because <laughs> you can choke me out. You know, I'm going to laugh because I know you can choke me out. That's a nervous scare. It's a nervous so laugh. You're, just, <laughs> you're right. You're right. He's so good. So we do a segment called three to one. I think you did this before. Uh, on season five, uh, what are three things you've been watching besides films for your podcast? It doesn't have to be a film; it could be anything. You know. Yeah, I've been watching uh, the Queen's Gambit. Uh, I haven't seen that show. Everybody keeps telling me to watch it. Is it that? It's good? good. It's 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 pretty good. It's like I was like, everyone has been talking about it, and then we started watching. I was like, it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> uh, also watch this show that's is it's been on. I didn't even realize that's how crazy it is to watch shows now because you're so used to just being able to binge it. Mm-hmm. And it's a show called A Teacher. It's on Hulu. Oh, I s- yes. Do you know it was a film before it was a show? Yeah. So yeah, it was a uh, the uh, woman who right wrote the movie and director or whatever. Yeah, she produced the show for Hulu. Yeah. I saw and, the movie and the uh, the uh, show. Oh, okay. yeah. It's weird. It's weird to watch it because it's so like Jen, my girl. She is a professor now, and she oh, hates shit. watching. Yeah, she hates watching anything with teachers because she's always like, "This shit, nah, this shit is so weird." And I understand. It's also weird to watch like a drama that's only like twenty two minutes long because that's yeah. like sitcom length. So you're like sitting there like. It's only like six or eight episodes or something like that. Yeah, the eighth episode. Very short. Uh, yeah, we just watched the uh, eighth episode today before we started the podcast, and like nothing happened in it, and it was just like the fuck. Like that's the worst part about having like a short ass drama. You're like, well, the, according to the producer and the writer of the movie, she wanted to show it from the student's point of view. Because usually when they do these things, you know, like the Mary Kay Letourne or whatever, they do it from the teacher. Right. You saw the show. Have you guys seen the film? No, I've not seen the film. The film is a million times weirder. I think you should watch the film. I'll definitely watch the film. It's a million times weirder. We saw the show and then, you know, Jessica and I always, like, we're watching something, we'll Google facts on it. Mm-hmm. And then we saw, oh shit, it was a movie before. Let's let's watch that. And it's the same woman who produced the show. She directed the film, or whatever. She wrote, directed, and produced the film. Um, shit, I need to write, produce, and direct something and sell it, make it a right, mini right. too. <laughs> um, the movie is completely different from the show, and mm. she, I, I think she kind of flipped the angles. But if you watch the movie, it's, it's a different point of view. The same shit you saw on the show, just from a different perspective. All right, I'll I'll definitely have to watch the movie because the show is like, 
it's 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 real weird and like how she gets caught is like the craziest thing because she literally just snitches on herself on herself like yeah yeah like it's normal like that's the funniest shit about the thing where she's like uh okay i'll tell you and I'll it's kate mara that plays uh uh the teacher in the show Right, right, and and she she just is like I'm fucking my student, and, and her friend's like, what? What? <laughs> she thought it was gonna be cool. Do you know that's an abuse of power? <laughs> like that's not cool. At all. And she's like, no, he's eighteen. Like I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> you are an eighteen year old older than this kid. Like <laughs> they go to some ranch in Texas for uh, his eighteenth birthday. That shit is like. Watching that shit and just thinking like, whoever hasn't seen it, like that whole part is so weird because you're like, how the fuck did his mom just like straight up let him not, not be at the house when he's has to babysit his brothers all the time and he got a weekend just randomly out at a ranch. <sighs> One of his brothers got hurt because, uh. What I'm not gonna say the part, but yeah, watch the show. It's I find those things interesting because it's kind of like I thought it was a real story when I first was watching. Right, it. right, right. That's why I googled it because if it's a true story, then it makes it more interesting for me. Um, just like I seen the Lorena Bobbitt. Um, oh, that should hold on. I have to run real quick. I'm gonna be right back, but we gotta talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the show that we're talking about, A Teacher, is on Hulu. I think the movie is on Hulu also. It's called A Teacher, just like that. Um, Hulu also did... No, I'm sorry. Amazon Prime did a special on Lorena Bobbitt. They did a special, and then they did a reenactment movie. So there's two things you can watch on her. Um, very interesting I didn't know a lot of that story. All I knew was that she castrated her husband. That's all you knew from the press clippings uh, growing up. Right. So I was just uh, talking about Lorena Bobbitt. Uh, All I knew growing up was that this woman castrated her husband. So Amazon Prime did uh, a doc on her. And then there's like a reenactment movie also. Mm. So it's like I think there's two or three things. There's a series, and then there's the doc reenactment thing that you can watch. Um, I've seen them both, but that story was interesting. The doc is super good because that was like I think Jordan Peele produced that, mm-hmm. and also because uh, John Wayne Bobbitt, like I think he still does live in Buffalo. <laughs> wow. Oh, didn't like, he have like a girlfriend in Buffalo while he was uh, um, mm-hmm. with this woman, and she was sending money and supporting him and the girlfriend that was in Buffalo? You guys are douchebag, yeah. by the way, dude. John Wayne Bobbitt fucking sucks. Like that's the that's the crazy shit about that like whole story is that he's such a douchebag and such a sh- and then he did porn after. I like, mean, so. Uh, there was a mystique or an aura of what a reattached penis would look like. So I think that there was a market for it. Somebody yeah. offered him a ton of money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's, but yeah, that shit. But is, at the time that the incident happened, he was the one that was like seen as the victim and 
glorified mm-hmm. and he was making all this money and all these appearances and she was like uh like shunned by the public yeah and then you hear her story because she was an immigrant and mm-hmm. because she uh didn't know her rights right um, all this awful shit happened to her and she was being abused and raped yeah, that's the that's like watching that. It's like incredible how she like had to deal with it because yeah, I didn't one because of how they tell that story and how it's so based around like John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't know she was an immigrant. I didn't know anything about that. I remember when this stuff was like happening and stuff, and you don't know her story other than that she did this. But like that documentary about all the shit she was going through and her being like abused by this he's a fucking piece of shit and taking advantage of her uh-huh. being in this this rough situation and like you're like fuck this and is the state that she was in it wasn't considered rape because they were married yeah, now that's, that's insane that, that there are there are too many fucking like weird laws that these dumbass puritanical weirdos made that make people go like, oh, this is good. Like, no, this shit is fucked up. Like, how are you not going to call that? How are you not going to call any of this abuse? Like, you're talking Mm -hmm. about these people. That's like slave shit where you're like, you're, you're acting like they're property so you can do what you want with like, that's, 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 that's fucking gross. That also, he was in the military. So he had like his, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, his white guy. I think they were in the South at the time. I think it was Georgia. I'm not sure. Um, I, yeah. I don't know the state, but military background. So mm-hmm. usually guys like that are seen in these towns like, oh, no, this guy yeah. served. We got to we gotta get on our knees and blow him because he served. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to downplay anybody that's been in the military. I have a lot of friends that served in Iraq. My wife's uncle was in the military. They do deserve that kind of respect. But mm-hmm. when a man crosses the line and forces himself on a woman, even if it's his wife. Wrong yeah. is wrong, right is right. Yeah. It, that's, it's, it's a thing that, and I think people forget, it's like good and bad people have jobs. Like yeah. you get into the military, like you're doing something for this country, but like if you're not a good dude, you're still not a good dude. I don't care what uniform you're hiding behind. You're, you're a bad dude. Like there's a, a documentary, I think it's called the invisible war. Uh, it's like an older one. And it was about like the sexual assaults that happened in the military and how they're covered up with like female uh, officers and like soldiers and stuff. And it's like, Just it's like, be- yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's- there's a huge cover up there. They found the girl's, remains like and it was pieces of the remains so mm-hmm. it was on a military base so somebody knows something something happened to this young girl right it, it reminds me a lot of the general's daughter have you seen the film with yes the, I have seen the general's daughter yeah it's something like that where something happens on the base but because it's on a military base it's hush hush and nobody talks about it and that that shit is that shit is wild. Like that that's that that's the scariest thing about all these things. It's like being whether in military or being a cop or any of this other stuff, is that there is a level of like cover up 
for bad shit and you're like supposed to be protecting people like that's that's scary as fuck that and it's like to that deep thing where like you're finding bodies in places and it's wild so we got a little dark there Um, (laughs) just uh, so what are two things you've been listening to that's that you said a teacher uh three things you were watching was a teacher um I think you just started off on a teacher, and then we. Oh no! I said uh, uh, <laughs> Queen's Gambit, a teacher, and I've also been watching like Bob's Burgers because that's always that's always Bob's fun. Burgers. If you like Bob's Burger, I think you also like. Uh, oh my God, Nick Crow! I'm so sorry, Nick Crow. Big Mouse. Big Mouse. Big, All right. Big Mouse is such a good show. I watched like the first two episodes, and I didn't like it, but that's. A lot of shows. You gotta you gotta get into it. It's. I mean, I'm a huge fan of all the guys from the league. So. Oh yeah, the league was great. Uh, what are two things you've been listening to? Um, I've been listening to like the new West Side Gun album. Pretty much like yeah, all like Griselda shit. That's been mm-hmm. like real good. Uh, um catching up on podcasts like yours and he's lying um, <laughs> I'm not like it, it's like it's it, I love so I listen to all of my friends podcasts like I love hearing my friends talk and like that shit is just like the best especially when I'm like at work and just trying to like put in orders and do stuff like it's 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 the best because it's like just a fun conversation so I heard dust up on I have to go to the city two days a week to go to my job physically. Mm-hmm. I heard dust up and I'm laughing hysterically out loud. Um, you were describing the guy with the eye and then you're like, you could have saved more money if they didn't reveal the eye. I don't know if it was Rick or you, but you guys were going into details about the movie mm-hmm. and I must have seen like a crazy person because I was laughing. I'm wearing a mask and I'm laughing like crazy <laughs> listening to the... So I do the do the exact same thing because I'm not able to view things. I mean, yeah. if I can listen to something, I'll definitely check it out. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's the best. Yeah, like podcasts are super good for just like doing stuff, and you're like, because you get to zone out and actually get work done, and then like, oh shit, Be entertained cool. at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes it's horrible because sometimes I'll have to answer the phone and then like. <laughs> talk to people and I'm like listening to it. <laughs> Sometimes where I'll have it in my ear and I forget to pause it. So I'm just like trying to understand what someone's saying to me. <laughs> well, what's one thing you do to keep your sanity during COVID? I mean, uh, it doesn't rain, so I um every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, watching the Bills has been good. What like I don't know, like drawing and playing games and stuff and trying to think what's a, a real good thing. Barbecuing. Barbecue. Straight up, that's exactly been the thing. Like, honestly, this year for like barbecuing, it's been the fucking best. Like, I liked barbecuing, but this year, especially with, especially when I was out of work for stuff and I'm like, yo. I'm, I'm, I'm putting things on the grill. We're doing this right now. 
I don't care if it's snowing. I don't care if it's raining. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm grilling. I'm drinking a beer. I'm sitting back. Like it's like barbecuing has definitely been like 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 a real good like sanity session. It is because you're like in your mind you're like. So I've been doing a lot of that kind of stuff, like grilling and cooking and making stuff. Like I've been making jerky this year. Like, okay, it's 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 been wild. Like, like jerky. jerky coming soon. Yeah, plains jerky. I, I don't know, man. Like the recipe, like it's 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 been it's been top notch. Like uh, it's it's been some good jerky. Like it, it was a thing. I was like, oh shit, like because I don't have a dehydrator, but like I saw that you could make jerky in the oven. You just gotta cook it at the lowest temperature for a long time, like slow and low, like like actually like barbecue, and it's been like crazy, like how good it is, and it's and it doesn't cost anything because you get like cheap cut of meat and just cut that. Like it's it's been a all out grill cook year. Like I've been making pizzas, like we got a pizza stone, and I've been making my own. So like it's it's been wild. Like I've. That's that's the thing that's kept me sane all year is just like cooking and like making stuff and like learning like little trades and shit. And like yesterday I had to fix a door at my job and like drilling through metal and like screwing shit. And just, just, just like you're just like getting your handyman on all day. You're just like, you know what? All right, I'm I'm in a I'm in a good mood now. I'm like normal. Like that helps me because I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just like zoned out listen to a podcast, cook something, chill out, grill, drink beer, hang out with my girl, just enjoy the day like that. Yeah. For all the crazy shit that's happened, that's been the best thing for it. So you guys <clears throat> decided to do this crossover episode and I, the randomizer, Rick put the randomizer on for us. And uh, the movie we got was Fred Claus. Um. Uh, let me look up Fred Claus. I got my notes ready, but I just I know Rick does the uh, does the intro talks about the year. Uh, it's starring Paul Giamatti, obviously. Paul Giamatti, Vince Vaughn, um, Elizabeth Banks. I forgot. Uh, John Michael Higgins, Kevin Spacey, and, and Rachel Weisz. And Ludacris. Don't forget Ludacris. And Ludacris is a... Oh, Kathy Bates. I'm so, Oh, my God. Ludacris, Kathy Bates. That's uh, crazy cats. Bobby J. Thompson is, Thompson is in it. Um, it's got a great cast. IMDb has a 5.6 out of 10. Ryan Tomatoes gave it 21%. The budget was $37 million. The movie made 97.8. Uh, it says Silver Pictures, so I'm imagining Joe Silver produced the film. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the other Rick. He normally cuts through the intro. And then tell me, tell me I want to know what you think first. Because I, I watched it. First of all, you guys have ruined movies for me. <laughs> you and Rick. You ruined it because you made me watch the movies with my critic hat on. Uh, I wrote notes here. I made my wife watch it as well. Mm-hmm. She was enjoying it until I kept on pointing things out to her. And she was like, I can't watch this shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you think. 
So I had never saw this movie before, and I never oh, wanted to. Seen. No, I, I, I had never saw it before. I had never like seen Nine Freddy Claus. Yeah, I had never seen Freddy Claus before. So I remember when this movie came out, and I used to work at a Rite Aid, and I would see the like this DVD. They had the DVD on the shelf, and I would see that DVD like in the like in the corner of my eye every time I would work the photo lab, and just like. I just see Paul Giamatti's big dumb face all the fucking time. <laughs> and I never saw the movie. And for good reason, because this movie's trash. This shit is. Oh. So, like, I feel like a Grinch talking shit about, like, but it's all, it's just a, it's a weird fucking movie. Like, they do a lot of weird stuff. Like, I shouldn't have questions when I watch a movie this simple. Like, it should be an easy-ass story. But I'm asking questions like, so how? where do these elves come from if they were humans and then they became, ma- like, Santa Claus becomes magic because he became a saint? But, yeah. like, how, like, which doesn't make sense. It's like, okay, his whole family becomes magic? And then it's yeah, like... Yeah, that was my first question. Like, so Santa's... The two, Fred, who's Santa's brother... And Nick, they're little boys in the beginning of the movie. Kathy Bates is the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, so Santa has been around for eons. Like, the story of Santa. And this seems like it's in, you know, 1800s or something. Like, whatever medieval yeah. times. Right. Was ha- that's what it looked like. Not 1800s, but you know what I mean. Like Yeah, like, mid- yeah medieval like times, times, yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you go from medieval times to present day because Vince Vaughn on the cover looks like you know Vince Vaughn in any movie that he's been in. Right. <clears throat> so they, they briefly throw in yes he becomes a saint and anybody who's related to him stays the same way they've looked. So Vince Vaughn looks way younger than Santa and Santa's yeah. would be younger brother. Right. Explain that one to me. Yeah, and they say it's because of stress, and it's like so he's been like, and I understand. So this shit, I that's the man. This shit is so fucking weird. Like, why is it that no one thinks it's weird that he's Santa Claus' brother? Like, Rachel Vice uh, is Vince Vaughn's uh, a girlfriend, Chicago policewoman, who's British, who's British. And not only that, Rachel Weisz is actually British, but she's doing the worst British accent I've ever seen <laughs> in a movie. Like, like straight up, not since like Dick Van Dyke and uh, Mary Poppins have I seen someone do a British accent so bad. And she's legit British, and she's like, uh, uh, and I'm like, yo, like this this feels weird. But she gets flown to the to the North Pole oh. and, and doesn't and even question it. She doesn't even remotely like the dude you've been with for I'm gonna say a year or so. You just found out that not only is he a thousand years old <laughs> or some shit, but his brother is Santa Claus, and you're just like bored. You're bored, and you're like there's so much shit that happens in this movie that don't mean anything. Like the dude who asks her out who is like Negan on uh, The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. he's never seen oh, again. Jeffrey D. Morgan. D. Morgan. Yeah, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Never seen again. 
ever. And Vince Vaughn's talking about how old that guy is. Vince Vaughn, you're fucking 500 years old. <laughs> you're literally older than Santa Claus. <laughs> so I was disturbed in the opening scene when they say the fattest baby. Uh, um, mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous how they made this baby. First of all, Kathy Bates is giving birth in the first scene of this movie. Yeah, that 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 that. If I told you, yo, we're gonna watch a movie, and it opens with Kathy Bates giving birth, it wouldn't be a movie. You'd be like, yeah, I need to see that shit immediately. <laughs> it's Second a Christmas all, movie. <laughs> Kathy Bates for me will forever be Dolores Claiborne. So, or. The mother from uh, uh, the Water Boy. Water Boy, yeah. <laughs> the dad is like this pushover guy, um, and they make Kathy Bates to seem like this overprotective mother. Um, she's mm-hmm. all about Nick and Fred. Like she, she's not about Fred. Like Fred is the bad son. Yeah. Um, how old is Fred Claus? Never. They never make that clear. I wrote medieval times. The first thing I was like, this shit happens during medieval times. And the Christmas tree scene in the beginning of the movie. Oh, this was all just the beginning. So Nick chops down a tree. They're trying to tell a story of the the origin of the Christmas tree. His brother is on the tree. Right. Like he almost kills his brother. Almost kills his brother. And he's like, oh, look. Oh, I cut down a tree. And and nobody cares. Where's the parents? What's going on? And almost kills a bird, his brother's favorite bird. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, there's, I, I wrote ethnic ethnic thing happening in the background. Uh, I got to remember <laughs> what that was, what that's about. But it's probably some racist action. Um, that's another thing, because of you guys, I realize how racist fucking movies are now. We're listening yeah. to you because you're watching it with a different perspective. And then the chimney scene. So it's, and then you get to the North Pole. He needs, I think it was 20 grand or 50 grand. And Santa's yeah, he like, needs 50 grand. I'll give you the 50. Where, where does Santa have 50 grand, first of all? Right. For like, where the fuck does Santa have money? Why does Santa have a boss? Like, like, like there's and a Kevin corporate- Spacey. How is there a corporation that oversees and it's like, uh, what do you call these people? Like, he's like a consultant that comes. Yeah. Yeah. Compliance officer. What the fuck you got to be compliance about? Yeah. It's Santa Claus. Like, he's not making moves. Like, what? Like, are they going to have to cut the. Like, he's got. So, Santa Claus, (laughs) because this shit is. Like that's this that's the worst thing about this movie is that I have so many questions and it's such and a dumbass movie. Is a normal size elf in the film. Every all a normal size elf who's dressed sexy for some reason all the time and it makes no sense. And I don't know why they cast like regular actors to play elves and then they just had to put their heads on a low person. The graphics was was awful. It is weird and like and this it's was so 2007. Weird. It wasn't that. No. Like Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings had people looking short in it, and it's from the same studio. So that movie came out in two thousand one. You mean to tell me that y'all can do that? Like, you know, all you gotta do. Paid Vince a hefty sum to be in the film. That's why I I hope Vince Vaughn 
got paid $30 million for that movie and the rest of the five had to be spread out to make the movie because <laughs> it looks like it. Like the special effects are garbage. Like everyone's heads have a different frame rate from the rest of the movie. And I don't know why Ludacris had to be in the movie just to play uh, a DJ elf. My like, issue is why does Ludacris have to be the DJ elf? Exactly. Like, Tell, like he's the only black elf and he has and, to be a DJ. He has to be the DJ. He couldn't have been like he couldn't have been uh Michael Higgins' character. He had to be the DJ. Right. And he's from the south side of the North Pole. Yes. There's, there's a there's a hood in the North Pole. So like, Vince got twenty million for this film. Of course he did. Of course he did. That twenty 70% of the budget of this movie went to Vince Vaughn. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Good on him. Because this movie, like, they, they didn't spend any money on it. Like, how did... So, with elves, because when you watch a normal Christmas movie and you don't think they spent anything of it... $17 million on everything else. The Seven, yeah. was 37. Seven, oh, my God. Funny enough, Vince, the next following year, the four Christmases, I guess. Yeah. He so. was on a Christmas. He know, Christmas movies are money. Like, they, 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 he's like, I'm telling you, it's going to make me even more money because residuals are going to play it every year. And That's what I, I was thinking of, you know, because the Mariah Carey thing pops into my head every mm-hmm. time this year. Um. And a lot of artists have tried afterwards. But if you come up with a good film or a good song during this time of year, it's every year it's money. It's not like if you release a song or whatever, it's going to get played for those three or four years and then it's dead. Same thing with movies. Mm -hmm. So I guess Vince was like, one of these two has to stick. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think either of them did. I think maybe like Four Christmases did better like i've seen four christmases before and i've seen it on tv i've never seen fred claus anywhere other than like yesterday when i watched this movie because that it's there's too many questions that i have to ask like the 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 fifty thousand dollars he doesn't even like care about it like that that whole subplot is gone and when he becomes Santa Claus, spoiler alert, everybody, he becomes Santa Claus for 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 now, I guess, because because his, his brother's back went out, and then Bobby J also wasn't important to this movie for for whatever. Like, there's so many unimportant. Oh, people that's in the what movie. bothered me. So Bobby J plays Vince's neighbor, I guess, mm-hmm. who comes down a fire skate. Yep. Reminds me of Martin with Brother Man from the Fifth Floor. Yep. <laughs> comes, comes down a fire skate, and it has to be a black young kid. Well, I mean, it's Chicago, but a black yeah. young kid, and he has to, like, you know, Vince finds out that later, like, his father passed away or something like that, and they were going right. to film. But this is the bro. I want to know who came up with this film. This I think <sighs> somebody in Vince's circle is like, Vince, I got an idea. To put you in a, in a Christmas movie and you're gonna play Santa Claus, brother. And Vince was like, "I'm making money. Sign me up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> give me thirty. Like, give me, give me most of the mo- the budget. Give me most of the budget. I'll do. Like, I'll do it. it's 
like that uh Bobby J shit reminded me um oh, fuck I just I just forgot them. Oh, uh, do you remember uh, when they did that remake of Annie with like Jamie Foxx and stuff? I, I've never saw it, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So for Black Annie, they make. Oh, yes, yes. Now it hits. Yeah, okay. She, Annie can't read. They make her not be able to read because, like, they have her doing a speech, and then you find out she can't read. And I was like, "The fuck this got to do with Annie? Like, Annie? <laughs> Why can't Black Annie read? Like, this is <laughs> this is messed up." It's just how and, Hollywood uh, sees things. Yeah, and like the only two black people in all of Fred Claus, one's a DJ from the South Side of the of the North Pole, and the other one is. What is the south side of the North Pole? What does that look like? It's got less candy canes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Broken sugar cookies everywhere. Like, (laughs) does it have projects? I don't know. Like, what the fuck? The fuck is the south side of the North Pole? I just asked yourself that question. The the ghetto of the North Pole, like. The shit, the movie is garbage. It's it's weird as fuck, and like the idea of Vince uh, of um, Santa Claus having a brother that is like no good. Interesting premise. That could be an actual movie, especially when you find out it's Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn yeah. plays Vince Vaughn in every single film. Right. It could have been a. It could have been a have real movie. Acting chops. You know, like the Cell Block movie. I was like, why are you making Vince do this? <laughs> Makes absolutely no sense. It's uh, just it's funny because like before uh, this movie, we just watched a uh, Vince Vaughn movie that came out this year called Freaky. That is, actually oh, I, I, a, I literally saw that recently. Yeah, I, I actually it liked it. Pretty funny in it, actually. Yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. But like then watching this one, he's like he's just talking fast for no reason, and like none of this. It's just like yo, be Vince Vaughn for. 90 minutes. He's he's Vince Vaughn from old school, but he's Santa's brother for some reason. Yeah, that's it. He's leather jacket and the <laughs> there's a part in the movie that uh Jen uh call, called out and I thought it was like the funniest shit. So he they he's supposed to travel back to the North Pole and all of it is just stock footage. Mm-hmm. Like every sh- scene, including there's a part where like this uh Inuit man is like 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 a snow dogs and stuff. Yeah, and it's the only time he changes his clothes in the movie, and it's because they had to match it with the stock footage of the (laughs) (laughs) the snow dog people. Because he's not in a scene with any of the dogs or anything. Uh He just cuts this footage, and then all of a sudden he has to be wearing a winter coat, even though he was in the North Pole just wearing a jacket. Because he uses the uh, the twenty is it twenty grand or fifty grand? I don't remember. He uses the money to go back to the North Pole, which and you can't just fly to the North Pole because he he magically got picked up by Santa's elf and they went on the sleigh. All of a sudden, he picks up a pay a random payphone in a Chicago street, and mm-hmm. he books a flight to God knows where. Then he does like this bunch of layover trips, and the footage is terrible. That that's why, yeah, because they gave Vince Vaughn twenty million dollars, so. 
Like, I want to know how Kevin Spacey got there because he gets on a helicopter and it's like, where the fuck did this helicopter go? Like, well, apparently Christmas is a corporation and he's the compliance officer or director or whatever. And he he goes, how do you fire Santa Claus? First of all, Uh, that's just there's a scene where Spacey walks in and he fires him. Yeah, he gives him a pink slip, and it's like, yeah. what is going to happen that like? And then you find out the reason why he's doing this because he didn't get a present when he was young, and it's like, like that's the worst part about this, and it makes me mad that I could because I knew everything that was going to happen in the movie, and I was just like, fuck, I could write this, and I'm mad that I didn't <laughs> like because <laughs> give me like ten G's to write these shitty ass Christmas movies that are so easy to make and like it, it pisses me off. I'm like, ah damn, that I'm I'm I might change my career. I'm gonna stop doing comedy and I'm just gonna just write, write shitty it. ass <laughs> Christmas well, movies. Well I mean you'll make a ton of money if you work for uh Steven Seagal or John Claude Van Damme or uh, <laughs> any of these guys that'll do any film that they throw on their and Christmas movies. I've been watching a ton of Christmas movies with my five-month-old son. Yes, my five-month-old son that does not know what's going on. Um, <laughs> there's a few I, I watch for, for uh, Arthur's Christmas, which is an animated film. It's pretty good, actually. I like okay, it. Okay, I remember that. Um, what we've seen, well, he saw Christmas Vacation, which is a classic, which is what I was hoping we would get something. Oh, yeah, right. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. There was one that was pretty bizarre. Oh, the Ben Affleck one. Oh, uh, with James Gandolfini, Surviving it... Christmas or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, that. That's a weird one. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I I took a page <laughs> off you guys' book. I've been watching random. There's one that I'm watching next that stars Danny DeVito who. I'm a huge uh, fan of Christmas the, with the crank. Is that, no, that's not Christmas with the crank. No, that's uh, this is Deck the Halls, I think. Deck the Halls, right? Yeah, it's with uh, G- uh Jamie Lee Matthew Curtis, Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Mm. So that's the one I'm watching next. So I've been on a, on a little kick, you know. Well, Arthur's Christmas is a pretty decent animation film. I think bad. animated movies are good for Christmas, like and like the first Santa Claus movie, like. That's that's not bad. Although I mean, yeah. Elf, I, I got like a huge appreciation for Elf now because I saw Elf the is good. making of it. Um, and then after I saw the making, I saw the film, and it just gave me a different level of appreciation for it. You know, I didn't want they didn't want uh, Will Ferrell to be somebody because they didn't think his name was Big Elf. And that that's like the funny, and I think about that too because I forget what year it was. That they came out, but I like being a fan of SNL. Like I yeah. knew about Will Ferrell for so long, for a while, yeah. And then them being like, "Ah, uh, nah, this isn't gonna work." And they're just like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, it's Will Ferrell. It's Will fucking Ferrell. But they always gotta start somewhere. Like, <laughs> then old school came on. They were like, "Yeah, we'll have Will." We'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> for this kids' movie, like the, kids the guy, movie. the guy who went streaking. <laughs> It's my pleasure having you on, Clayton. Thank you. Not Tim. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
We'll do another one of these crossovers again down the road. Yes, uh, we'll have, we'll have to have you on. We'll have to find a bad movie to get you to watch. <laughs> uh, I, I'm down, man. I, I just like you guys, I love bad films. Um, Fred Claus was fun. It was fun watching the movie from your point of view. Um, but I just want to get back to just enjoying films, you know. The, yeah, yeah. The thinking <laughs> and, like, why is – asking why when you're watching a film is probably the worst thing you could do in your life. But It really is. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Thank Rick, you for having me, man. You're welcome to be on. Again, we'll do something else. We'll do another yeah. one. Uh, got to get the bricks together. Got to get the bricks together. The brick power should unite somehow. <laughs> uh, I know you hated Fred Claus so badly. You don't want to be on this one, but maybe we can. <laughs> if Moulin Rouge does pop up on the Finder, I'm stating it now. Me and Marie Leguizamo will be on that episode. So uh, yes. I'll get Marie to. Uh, she's the uh, EP on uh, Last One Laughing, the Amazon Prime show, Last One Laughing. And she also did a Spanish show uh, called Mira Quien Baila, which is like Dancing with the Stars. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so she does a lot of like shows, but she's never seen that film. So if that pops up, just let me know. I will, it. definitely. Never seen it. Uh, <laughs> next week, we'll do an episode on small businesses. God knows they need our help right at this point in time. Is there yeah. a small business in Buffalo you want to you order from or you support um, um when it was still open for the now but like a good bar mr good bar in buffalo has always been in my heart uh that's where i started doing comedy and they just they always show me love um just any like basically like bars and food places are still open like uh, there's a place called 40 Thieves, like that farm. Like, they make, like, amazing burgers and stuff. But, yeah, like, please, if you can, support people around here. Support food mom places. Mom-and-pop shops, yeah. Mom-and-pop shops. You don't need to do, like, you don't have to go on Instacart. You live around the corner from here. It's different. Like, when I was still in the city, it was it was different. But, like, you live around the corner you know you can just walk and get something like support these people put that money in their pockets because they're taking care of you and just keep those communities alive for us is the monkey room uh we filmed mm. uh, this is our 85th episode we filmed uh i wouldn't say about 30 percent of the show in the monkey room mm. um i've spent 36 going to 37 now i've been going since i was 17 mm. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, they so, uh, <laughs> bar it was only a bar, but uh, it's great places like homes, like my cheers. Everybody knows my name there, I know the owner personally. Um, Grubhub, whatever it is, or they sell food, support these places because uh, this it's been bad on us, it's been bad for employment. But these small businesses, man, it's been terrible on them because these people depend on those businesses to put food on their table, pay their rent. Yep. So uh, our next week's episode is on small business. Clayton, let me know. And give me the bat symbol. Again, is I, I will. I'm, yeah, we'll, we'll find something good and we'll be like, yo, you need to get on this. <laughs> <laughs>